Hey everybody, welcome to The Catch with David and Eric. This is uh, podcast number two. We got a lot for you today. Um, I definitely want to talk about uh, the UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen and how football and school don't really mix. Uh, we're going to get uh, a good buddy of mine, Varick Ponder, on hopefully later today. He played college ball up in Canada and I'm sure he's got a lot to say about it. So that's one thing we got going on today. Something else I want to talk about. Giancarlo Stanton. Congratulations on 41. He's not slowing down anytime soon. And injuries in baseball. Bryce Harper just went down running the first. Uh, like to dive into that a little bit later. And yeah. Varick Ponder, thank you so much for joining us here on The Catch. Where'd you play football? Man, I played at Henderson State University out in Arkansas. I also played at the University of Toronto up in Canada. Okay, and um, you've heard the recent comments about Josh, uh, Josh Rosen and how school and football don't mix. He's not even a head coach, he's a player. Do you think he has the right to come out and just say that? Well... I mean, I would say, yeah, it's okay for her to say it, but I wouldn't say I agree with it. Well, the type of lifestyle that he's living over at UCLA, it's a much different lifestyle than I lived as a college athlete playing football. I mean, these guys are sacrificing a lot more at these bigger D1 universities versus, the, you know, what I did at Division II schools. Uh-huh. So he has the right to say it. He's probably experiencing a lot of things that I didn't experience. And, you know, it's a lot more business into those larger universities as well. Okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's uh, a way bigger school and more demanding, but still, you know, I'm sure you went through the same, just about the same thing they did. It just depends on the person and how they juggle it. Exactly. Well, when you say mix, I'm not sure because a lot of people can't live that type of lifestyle. I mean, you got to find a good balance to stay level with academics and with athletics. Um, but like I said, in the end, it benefits the player the most because nine times out of ten, most players are going to come out with a college degree, which is much bigger than football to me. Absolutely, absolutely. I I I, I totally agree with uh with what you're saying here. And um, was you how was your experience there? Well, I ended up um I was at Henderson State for a couple of years before I transferred out due to my mom's illness, but um. All of my experience, all of my football years were great years for me. I mean, I had my perfect balance between school and football. I had to, I would take five classes a semester just to make sure I didn't kill myself in the classroom and just to make sure I would have enough energy to still perform well on the football field as well. It's all about the way you balance everything. You know, I balanced my studies quite well, ended up finishing school actually a little bit early. So... Once players find that balance, and you have academic advisors every year you're in college to help you out, so it usually works out, man. So, you think it's more about the player and not the school? If the if the player can, if the player can, the player can make it happen if he wants to make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right. I definitely agree with that, but um, even Saban was chiming in on that and some other 
some other people saying that it's all about the school and where you go, how Alabama just they get players and they don't care about their academics because they're trying to go to the league. And I kind of agree with that too because if you get go to a top 10 school in the SEC exactly. or even the ACC at Clemson, they're just trying to make it to the league and they don't care about academics. That's their goal. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, with schools like that, I can only imagine. I, like you said, I didn't play at the top 10, you know, big Division One university here in the, in the States. But you have to understand, those type of schools, that football program and those players are bringing so much revenue into these universities and not really being rewarded for it. Yeah, you have your scholarship, but every day you're putting your body on the line, you're putting your life on the line at the end of the day. So, I mean... Whenever a player is signed into a big school like that, I believe their main focus is strictly, I need to make it to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? You already oh, yeah, have their definitely. I agree. everything anyway. Yes, sir. I agree. And that that also goes back to playing paying players. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if you heard just now, I think six or seven University of Florida players just got suspended for uh, using their meal cards in the bookstore and selling the products because they're not getting paid and they got to eat, man. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the way they do it, man, they'll give you probably three meals a day. And when you're working that excessively, putting your body to work that much, you're going to need more meals than that. You know what I mean? You got I, guys that are hungry through the night. I agree, 100%. Exactly. They're eating more than the average human being, a lot more. Exactly. Exactly. All right, and we're back with Varric Ponder. We're going to talk about something. It's a pretty hot topic right now. Um, I'm sure everybody here has heard about what's going on in Charlotte. We have Varric Ponder here. He's African-American. I'd really like to hear his thoughts about the whole situation. What do you have to say about it? Oh, man, it's absolutely disgusting. When you look at the current state of our nation, how far we've come over the years, and to have this set, you know, a, a huge setback, in my opinion, when I uh, when I think about it, man, I have you you especially you are one of my many Caucasian friends, and I doubt there's one bit of racistness. So to see so many you know neo Nazis up in Virginia, and there's people that's been killed out there through these riots and these protests, that reminds me of you know decades and decades ago, man. It it doesn't make sense to me at all. I completely agree. We're in 2017. This shit is still going on. I'm pretty unhappy with it. It it almost I I I'm not sure how to I'm just really surprised we're even at this point right now in 2017. Now this exactly. this shit's still going on. It's it's disgusting. I hate it. I'm going to tell you what the most disgusting part of it is is when you have as many racist people who are being open about it, you know what I mean? It's oh, not yeah. like those guys out there wearing masks. These are doctors, lawyers, policemen. These are your everyday people that Blacks may interact with that are out there without a mask showing their face. They're not afraid to show who they truly are. That's the scary part. It is. I agree. You know, if they think like that, they they have the devil in them. Exactly. You know, we're all people, and we should all just become one. I don't even know how this how this situation would ever be fixed. Ever. It's getting so bad. It doesn't. I don't see it changing anytime soon. What do you think needs to be done to change it? 
Uh, I think only time, man. I mean, a lot of people may say we haven't come very far from what things used to be in the United States, but I have to disagree with that. I think over the years, a lot has changed. There has been a bond sort of created between most blacks and whites, but you're always going to have, uh, you know, huge groups of racist people who don't agree with how things are going in the States. That's, you know, you got some people who are, who are never going to change. I saw one picture online, actually, from the from the Charlottesville uh, protest. There was a little baby, probably three years old, dressed as a Klansman. And, you know, when you're, when you're raising your kids that way, most likely they're probably going to raise their kids that way as well. Yeah, you're you're totally right. It goes back. It's it's not that they're born that way. It's that they're born into a really bad situation. But it's even then, you know, that's not okay. There's no excuse for any of this. But that that is a great point that you bring up. It really is. It doesn't make sense to me, David. It doesn't. It doesn't. I agree, Varric. And I want to thank you again for being on the show. Uh, I'd love to have you anytime. Uh, I love talking to you. I love hearing what you think about everything. Great person. Thank you very much, and have a great day. I appreciate it, man. Welcome back to The Catch. This is David, your host. Uh, Earlier in this segment, I wanted to say congratulations to Giancarlo. He was at 41. He is now at 42, so congratulations. He's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, he has just tied Gary Sheffield for uh, most home runs in a season franchise record with Gary Sheffield. I love Gary. Uh, franchise record, Gary. You know, I, I, I'm going to have to edit this out, and, and that's kind of hard. So I'm going to have to take another take. So Gene Carlos is at 42 now. Congratulations. Um, also, I wanted to get into... Bryce Harper and how he went down. If you guys saw that clip, it was pretty gruesome. It looked pretty bad. I know he was bitching about it being rainy and him playing at 10 p.m. when it's raining. It's honestly just unlucky and unfortunate. I don't think baseball should look into the safety of the bases. I mean, get over yourself, Bryce. Uh, In my opinion, that is completely ridiculous. Baseball's been played for over 100, almost 150 years now. And uh, we've been playing in rain, sleet, and snow, if you know what I'm saying. But Bryce Harper is just a big pussy in general, so that's just how I feel about it. He's all for the show. All he cares about the cameras. Great player, great player, but this is definitely going to affect the Nationals hard. And they were doing pretty good. So I don't know if their playoff clinch is going to happen now, if this leads to something serious such as missing the next 10, 12 games. But I hope he does. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully now the Marlins can make a big playoff push. I think they're only, I want to say, 14, 15 out. He's on the DL for 10 games. Let's let's hope it's nothing severe. You never know. Crazier things have happened, okay? Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's baseball. Yeah, it's baseball. And Marlins just sweep the Rockies at home. We need two mics. Oh, I know. I agree we need two mics. I agree. I asked Eric if we could... Uh, Put up the uh, the headphone mic because that'd be great. Does that work? I don't know. I, I Eric said he we try and figure it out and he never got to it. So they can't be cheap. Yeah, I know. You want to... Welcome back to the catch. 
This is David Noble Franklin, your host. I love hearing what other people think about anything on the show. Uh, just call 561-308-7091 and ask for David. And um, hopefully we can bring it up in uh, a later podcast. So uh, we're just about wrapping up things here. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.